Hello and welcome to episode 10 of the Open Conversation Podcast. Today I wanted to talk about loneliness and my own personal experience with loneliness and also something that come up for me um, over the last couple of days. So on, uh, when was it, Monday, my partner Charis um, went back to where we used to live in Sudbury, in Suffolk, um, and she is gone for eight days. Before she went, a couple of days before she went, there was part of me that was like, ooh, I wonder how I'm going to feel like being on my own for that amount of time. And it kind of triggered this, this fear. And the reason why it triggered this fear was because when I was at my lowest and I was living in my gym and just going out every weekend, I was surrounded by a lot of people. Like, obviously, I was a personal trainer. Like I, had, I saw multiple clients every single day. Um, and then at the weekend, I was just out and about and obviously socialising. But the reason why I felt so lonely was because I knew that, you know, everyone that I was kind of surrounded by didn't really, like, know who I was at my core. I, I never really allowed anyone fully in. So that was why I was lonely then. It wasn't that I didn't have many people around me. But that that kind of fear was still there because... I mean, if you've ever experienced deep loneliness, which I'm sure you have, most of us have, um, it's not nice, is it? So, yeah, that that fear came up again. And the, the thought I had to kind of remedy that was, well, I'll see if I can get some weed. Anyway, the person that I normally get weed off, like every kind of, month or every couple of months I'll just get like 10 or 20 pounds worth and when I've got it I'll have a joint or two every night for just however long it lasts which is normally kind of three or four nights anyway she got back to me and said that um, she couldn't get any until later on in the week so I was like oh fuck but that was my kind of well if I get some weed like when Charis is away I can just get stoned in the evenings that was all. It was almost like I was seeing weed as like my companion, you know. Like I'm with my weed, so I won't be lonely. Um. Anyway, so I I, I couldn't get any. Um. And a couple of days ago, I managed to get hold of some. And the last couple of evenings, like, I've had a smoke. And last night, I was halfway through like my first joint, and. As my mind does, and I'm, I'm sure yours does, like if you smoke weed, like your mind kind of, well, my mind kind of opens up different thought patterns and it kind of allows me to get more curious about things and like see new parts of myself. Like, I, I really enjoy weed. I, I think it's 
great medicine. Um, obviously, I wouldn't advise smoking it all day, every day. It's just like anything, everything in moderation. But, yeah, I, I get these kind of deep insights when I smoke weed. And what hit me, like, all of a sudden, I was just sat in my office, just halfway through this joint, and this thought popped in, into my head that, Dan, you're lonely. And I was like, where the fuck did that come from? I was like, I'm not lonely, like, I'm fine. I've got the cats downstairs, like, I haven't felt lonely at all. And instead of resisting it and, and just denying it and then forgetting about it, because I'd obviously been smoking weed, and weed allows you to kind of like deepen into your thoughts... I got curious about it, and I was like, do you know what? I'm not lonely, but there is loneliness inside of me. And I could really identify with that. I I could really identify with the fact that 99% 99% of, like, my daily life, I feel really good. Like, I'm doing what I love. Like, I've, I love my home. Like, I love my relationship. I love my two cats. Like, I've just got such a beautiful way of life up here. Like, honestly... I've got the life that I dreamed of a few years ago when I was at rock bottom. So, on the outside, looking in, you wouldn't see someone that's lonely. And I I wouldn't, I certainly wouldn't identify as someone that's lonely. But when I say there's loneliness inside of me, what I mean is, we all have access to these uncomfortable truths doesn't mean that we have to overly identify with them. But what it does mean is they're just part of the human condition. Just because you're experiencing some loneliness doesn't mean that you're a lonely person. It could mean that you're a lonely person. But it also could mean that you're just a human being that experiences a full range of feelings and emotions. And that was, that was really profound for me. Because it really made me realise that as much as like the self-help industry and like personal development and a lot of the kind of content I suppose you would see on social media talk about kind of letting go of certain things and like how to not experience certain things like loneliness and anxiety and 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 all this stuff and that's never really landed for me like it it feels very like dehumanizing it feels very dismissive of the human experience and we're all human beings which means that we all get to experience a full range 
of states, feelings and emotions. And it just so happens that last night I experienced loneliness. It's like today, <laughs> I'm recording this podcast like on the sofa and I've got one of my cats on my lap. Like right now I'm experiencing peace and joy. Like peace because cats just bring me so much peace and joy because I'm speaking about something that I'm really passionate about. Now, sometimes what we do as humans is we become so attached to a specific state or emotion that we're in that we overly identify with it and then we see the world through that lens. And really, well, one of the most helpful things about kind of doing this work and therapy and whatever you consider doing the work, one of the huge advantages of doing the work is you can create space between you and your emotions because you're not your emotions. You're the awareness that experiences the emotions. And the more space we can create between you and your emotions, the less you will identify with that specific state or emotion. So, for instance, like last night when I was experiencing loneliness, like because I've been able to create some space between me and my emotions... I could see it for what it was. Like in that moment, I could take a step back and almost as like a, from like a bird's eye view, look down on Dan and see that, oh, Dan's experiencing some loneliness right now. Instead of, I'm lonely. Can you hear and feel the difference in that? Like, can you, can you feel just... How much lighter that is when you can just say, oh, I'm just experiencing some loneliness right now, rather than I'm lonely. So that was huge for me. And it really made me realise just how much we... are kind of unconscious to what's really beneath the surface. Like, our whole lives are about doing. Even like, even when we're on our own, we're doing something, whether it be scrolling social media or watching something on TV or, like, playing with your pet or whatever it is. We're, we're still doing something. So we never actually allow ourselves to just be. You know, literally, like, just to sit there and just be with ourselves. And just recognise, like, what's actually true for us in that moment. You know, what thoughts are coming up? What feelings are there? And when we can start to do that... 
the more connected to ourselves we feel. And the more connected to ourselves we feel and, and become, the more quote-unquote, quote-unquote, whole we feel. Fucking hell, spit it out, Dan. <laughs> and as a result of feeling whole, we can be much more intentional about the things that we do. Rather than feeling like broken and feeling unworthy and feeling not good enough, and then trying to gain things from the outside world to kind of like piece ourselves back together. When we already like recognise our wholeness and recognise that we're not broken, we can choose to do things just because we want to do them. And that's such a powerful place to be in. And this is why like one of my clients actually said to me this week, like we were just coming towards the end of our call, and he said to me, like, I didn't realise just how powerful it would be to talk. And how true is that? How often do you get the opportunity to literally say exactly what is on your mind and exactly how you're feeling, like, openly in a space where you know you're not going to be judged? And they're not going to try and offer you advice and they're, they're not going to, like, jump in with their story. And, like, you're literally there just being seen and heard. How often do you get that opportunity? Very rarely, I bet. And this is why I'm so fucking passionate about therapy and coaching and anything where you're offered the the space to be fully seen and heard. Because really, deep down, that's all we want. We want to be seen for exactly who we are and we want to be heard because we want to know that what we have to say matters. Unfortunately, very few people actually have that opportunity. And it it makes me sad to think about the amount of people that don't just experience loneliness, like are deeply lonely and live on their own and like go to work, like get up in the morning, don't have anyone to speak to or like say morning to or kiss or hug, get up, quickly neck their breakfast or their coffee or whatever it is, rush out the door to work, get back home, like after work, it's dark and they come back to an empty house. That makes me so sad to think about that. Because we've we've all got things we want to say. We all want to be held and kissed and loved and you know we all want to know that we matter. And when you are deeply lonely, that's the main thought you have that I don't matter. Certainly the thought that I had a few years ago when I was at rock bottom. 
And that's a... That's a heartbreaking place to be. Because... You're you're in this kind of... It's, it's a conflict, like... You're deeply, deeply lonely, but at the same time, you don't want to be around anyone. And you don't want to be around anyone because you've had enough of just mundane, surface-level conversations and relationships. And you don't know how to deepen those relationships. And you're even scared to show the deeper parts of yourself... Because you don't know how they're going to be received. So you just bottle it all up and shove it back down. And then we just go through our daily lives, like, not really seeing or hearing each other at all. We keep our deepest truths so hidden and locked up and caged. And we never, we never let the world truly see who we are. And for me, like, on a client call yesterday, I, I said to my client, like, what is your biggest need that you require from the outside world? And I won't tell you what he said, but, like, my biggest need is being seen. Like, I have a need to be seen for exactly who I am. Like, growing up in a religious cult... And being told that I had to be a certain way and that parts of me were bad and wrong caused me to create so many defences around who I really am that I never really let anyone in. And the work for me has been been about learning to create the safety inside of myself which only comes from self-acceptance, really accepting all the parts of myself that I've rejected and that I've suppressed and shoved down and caged up and told myself weren't good enough. I've had to get to a point of fully accepting those parts of myself and really owning who I am. And as a result of that, I've created the safety to be able to start showing up in the outside world. You know, in my relationship, in my business, like I'm, I'm showing up much more authentically now than I ever have done. But I also know that I can still continue to take even more masks off and remove even more defences from my heart. And that excites me, because the more I get to know me, the more just in love with myself I become. I I fucking love who I am. And it's been a hard road to get to this point where I can say that and really mean it. But I also know I can love myself on a much deeper level. And I, I believe life is all about learning who we are, healing all or 
at the very least, start bringing down these walls that are around our heart so that we can love and be loved freely without defending ourselves from love and without um, without being fearful to give too much of our love because, you know, what if I'm rejected? That, that's what I truly believe that life is all about. Just loving and being loved. What does that bring up for you when I say all this? Like what thoughts and what feelings are you experiencing when I'm talking about this? Really feel into that right now. What's coming up for you? See, it can be uncomfortable really sitting with ourselves and listening to that calling deep within our truth the part of us that is begging for for our own love and the part of us that is begging to be seen by us it can be really uncomfortable because when we start to acknowledge those parts of ourselves we start becoming aware of how much we have pushed people away and pushed love away. And that truth in itself can be deeply painful. But I want you to know that every single time that you've done that and every single time that I've done that, it wasn't wrong to do that. You don't need to shame yourself. There's no negative judgment towards that. Because that served a purpose. That defence had been created as a result of your childhood. And in your childhood, that defence kept you alive. It kept you safe from hurt and pain. It's just that now you're in adulthood, it no longer serves you. So we get to be grateful for the parts of ourselves that kept us safe in our childhood and up until this point. While also recognising that they no longer serve us anymore. And that's the work. I want to know you. I want to see who you really are at your core. Because who you really are is a soul. Is love. 
That's what you are. You are love. Look forward to seeing you next week.